Airport Information Mike. Wind at 3200 <laughs> yeah, we're we're laughing because I can't seem to get the intro right today. Hey, that's um, correct. It's kind of a it's kind of a lazy, gloomy Sunday uh, here in uh, in uh, Salt, Lake City, Salt Lake City, Utah. Salt Lake City, Jesus, brother. Have another drink. I haven't even had a drink. I'm feeling a little lazy. I'm having a case of the lazy Sundays as well, but. We'll get we'll get this going, and hopefully, talking about this stuff will wake us up a little bit. Yeah, and we were hoping to lead off the podcast today by talking about the uh, 2019 Tooele County Air Show in Wendover, Nevada, or Wendover, Utah. Wendover, Utah. And um, well, uh, Mother Nature decided <laughs> to uh, cause them to cancel it. Unfortunately. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh... I don't know. It's, it's just such a bummer when something like that happens. But Ryan and I, Tony wasn't able to make it a- either way. Ryan and I were actually heading out there. Almost there, yeah. And communicating with the uh, with the director of the show. And um, we were texting, yeah, we're about an hour out or whatever. And unfortunately, he texted us right back, said, unfortunately, it canceled. All of our acts canceled today because of the weather. Um forecast for the next day which you know because we were going out the day before Mm -hmm. to do the whole you know catching aircraft coming in you know the ones on static and some of the performers um there was a a little like dinner banquet thing they were going to have in the hangar on friday night uh so we're going to catch that the practice show day all that but yeah unfortunately uh (laughs) it was a good weather day on friday Mm -hmm. but saturday was bad and it did turn out to be really bad and lots of thunderstorms out there on that Saturday. I was watching the weather really yeah. closely. Well, the weather's kind of been bad across most of the country, actually, because yeah. he even said that some of their performers weren't coming out, not only because of the weather here, locally, here but yeah. they said even where they were, it was pretty bad, like where they were going to originate from. So mm-hmm. it just, the yeah. uh, air show gods just said no this weekend, I guess, but... Yeah, at least, okay. at least for more. Utah. Yeah, yeah I mean, sure. yeah, yeah, at least for us, I should well, say. Well, yeah. And, um, oh, and for the record, I was on my way. I oh, was actually coming out to be there on Saturday. Oh. I just wasn't going to make the Friday fly-in. You on a throne of lies. <laughs> well, what that, I was, was gonna that say, would have been a surprise then. <laughs> but what I was going to say is... Um, <laughs> so for those of you that don't quite understand weather's impact on aviation, yeah. um, you just can't be too careful. Right, it's all and about safety. Exactly, sure. you can't you can't yeah. be too safe when it comes to to weather because when there's aerobatics going on, um, you need almost ideal weather conditions. In fact, there are weather conditions that have postponed or canceled. Um, uh, air show performances by yeah. the Thunderbirds, by yeah. the Blue Angels. Yeah. Uh, it's just because the winds uh, just do not, uh, they will not cooperate. And mm-hmm. it's not just the winds. Lightning is obviously yeah, uh, uh, dangerous. And um, 
I mean, air, airport commercial airports close down because of lightning. Frequently, in the area. yeah. So it's and plus, if the ceiling, and I'm talking about clouds here for the non-aviation mm-hmm. enthusiasts, um, if that's too me. loud, I mean, or too. <laughs> <laughs> too loud. What Wait, the hell? I can't do this. The ceiling's way too loud. If it's too low, then uh, nobody can perform. Um, it is. You know, so I, I don't know. It, it's it's a bummer because I, mm-hmm. I know that, you know, uh, uh, Tom with the Wendover Air Show put in a lot of time and effort, him and his crew. Yep. It's just sad to hear that, uh, you know, I had to cancel at the last moment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we when we talked with uh, Barry Hancock, he mm-hmm. was uh, on the phone with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he was pretty excited to be performing there as yeah. well. And I think all the performers do. It's a way to showcase your airplane, your skills, yeah. get people excited about aviation. Mm-hmm. And um, if you will allow me to uh, quote the FARS for a moment. <laughs> Go for it. Dot, dot, dot. Um, no, for commercial airliners or uh-huh. commercial airports, uh, um, uh, for operators that operate under Part 121, FAR Part 121, mm-hmm. that's, of course, the commercial operators, um, it requires you to add an alternate airport when you're planning. So mm-hmm. to plan for and add an alternate airport yeah. Yeah. when the visibility is forecast to be, um, uh, let's see. At three miles now, or below, and the ceiling. Hey, I'm a little rusty here, so shut the hell up. Um, but it's the thousand and three rule, basically. If the ceiling's yeah. going to be below, um, be below a thousand feet, or excuse me, no, wait, damn it, it's been a while. No, wait, it's got to be your bowl. <laughs> it's got to be your bowl. <laughs> No, it's uh, two. We're on a it's uh, yeah, it's two thousand and three. Sorry. So, <laughs> so if the ceiling is forecast to be below two thousand feet, or the forecast visibility is forecast to be below three miles, okay. three statute miles, then you are required to add an alternate, which in turn plans, you know, the alternate yeah. fuel for an airport that, you know, meets alternate minimums. And uh, since we're all on such a roll today, we're not going to get into alternate minimums. <laughs> yeah, let's, yeah please, let's not. Please not. Because uh, I remember sitting through my first dispatch class, and when they started talking about alternate minimums and calculating alternate minimums, deer in the headli- headlights, <laughs> every oh, yeah. damn one of us. Yeah, so, like it was just now when you were saying all that. <laughs> I know. No doubt. I'm just kidding. That's crazy. Thanks for that so, information, brother. So anyway, anyway yeah, yeah. Weather, uh, yeah. Weather was the story here in right. Utah's weekend. However, it was um, on Friday, um, Ryan and I heading back actually hit Salt Lake International Airport for a little bit. Lost a little bit. Did, did a little bit did of some aircraft spotting, spotting did yep. some photos. And oh, then, nice. Yeah, and then uh, and then I went up to Hill Air Force Base after that, and um, the F-35s were flying, quite a, quite a few of them. So got some, got good, some good shots. Yeah, yeah, got some good shots, got some really awesome uh, F-35s flying over, a lot of them doing the missed approach and, you oh, know. Oh, sweet. Right overhead, and it, it's so cool to see, 
you know, those F-35s because, you know, they're still the U.S. Air Force's only combat-coded F-35s up at Hill Air Force Base, mm-hmm. Utah. So, right, and soon to be home to the uh, the F-35 demo that's team That's right. Next it, year. It's coming mm-hmm. home where it right. should be. It'll exactly. Be awesome. <laughs> we should go up there sometime when they're practicing. Oh, we will. Yeah, that absolutely. would be awesome. Yeah. We'll be there all the time. Yep, absolutely. And so our <laughs> the next big air show that we're getting geared up for is the uh, air show at Nellis Air Force yeah. Base. Aviation Nation. Uh, I know Aviation a lot Nation. of listeners and a lot of athletes right? definitely are going to that. It's like the Holy Grail air shows every year. Right. It's like the last one mm-hmm. you yep. know, to close out You know the big busy season. and It's the last, uh, the final Thunderbird performance of the season mm-hmm. as yep. well. They saved and it for that one. And the very last F-35 demo performance too. Oh, from, nice. For the season. And... Mm-hmm. For uh, Dojo, the pilot, mm-hmm. and uh, Luke oh, Air Force Base hosting that's the right. uh, demo team. So, yep, after that, it's all Hill Air Force Base, baby. That's right. Right Sweet. in our backyard. That's right. Nice. And, of course, uh, next year is the on year for uh, Warriors over the Wasatch, mm-hmm. uh, if that's what they're going to call it this next year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, we're pretty thrilled. Um, and, uh, damn it, boys. We got to make it to Oshkosh next year. Gosh, I know, dude. Yeah, right? we're gonna try. That's for sure. Um, and uh, we kind of sort of have an invitation to uh, make it out to Wright Patterson as well. So um, we're gonna make some trips. Yeah, wh- why don't you mention some. that little conversation that you had? Because we we wanted to do uh, like an interview, uh, mm-hmm. talk to somebody about the XB seventy Valkyrie because it's one of our most favorite right aircraft and one of the two finalists of <laughs> yeah. the. Um, of the ramp check aircraft challenge that I swear <laughs> we're going to finish one of these days. I know so. everybody's just dying to know. Right, they are. I, people are DMing me all the time on Instagram. When are you going to finish? No, actually, they're not. But um, <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, uh, that and of course the SR seventy one are the two finalists, and we'll we'll finish that up here pretty soon. But we wanted to get a special guest on for each one of those aircraft type that can give us some uh, information, but. Um, I, I got a call from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which um, is the home to the National Museum of the Air Force, and uh, they have an XB-70 specialist um, that will be uh, coming on as a guest of the Ramp Check podcast right after the first part of the year. So, Yeah, awesome. Um, We're glad to be on his schedule. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, they've invited us to uh, come out. Um, I mean, not formally invited. But, well, yeah. But he said you guys general, would... Yeah, We'd love yeah. to have you come out here and uh, obviously tour the museum um, and um, uh, attend a couple of the special events that they have out there as well. So yeah. we're going to be shooting for that as well. So uh, 2019, we're going to end with a on a high note at uh, Nellis Air Force Base. And then, of course, um, then, of course, geez, we're going to have red flag. Busy year. Yeah. The coming red up flag again. next year. Yeah. Uh, so the, the the air shows that are in the spring that are possibilities for us to attend and some we will for sure the hill one of course we will for sure and that's right. typically in June every year June. yeah right. yeah um, um, and then you know of course we've got the red flags those are mm-hmm. you know spread March out between or yeah, in February end of February yeah, typically in July or whatever. Okay. But then um, Luke should, Air Force Base right. their air shows next right. spring. We should mm-hmm. try and make uh, it down to El Toro. Yeah, um, to, uh, yeah, Yuma or Yuma. I don't. I don't I know which one Yuma, is which this year. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check the 2020 air show mm-hmm. schedule, but 
But um, Davis Monthan, I think theirs was this year too, uh-huh. if I remember right. So I think it's just Luke. Um, I don't know. Some it's th- <laughs> there's like a Jedi there's there. totally <laughs> Luke. yeah yeah there's yeah we'll have to we'll what we'll have to do actually is once the uh, 2020 air show season is announced by a lot of performers mm-hmm. and you know sometimes you know the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels those guys have you know a couple years out but sometimes there's changes in their schedules um and then like all the other performers too like the the demo teams the f-35 demo team Mm -hmm. the f-22 demo team the a-10 the viper demo um you know the uh, the navy uh tech demo with the Mm -hmm. super hornet stuff like that they usually don't announce until um you know early Mm -hmm. in the year so we'll have to do a podcast maybe just on air shows right schedule well and i can maybe see a theme coming What's that? <laughs> the Ramp Check Tour 2020. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Coming to an air show near you. Uh, sorry. And then, but also, too, hopefully uh, Star Wars Canyon will be back to normal operations by that time as well. So. Yeah, there's, there's, Possible. They're, they're supposed to, to open it up again, you know, towards, I don't know, in about 30 days or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you don't really know exactly what they're going to do or what regulations are going to do. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you, you can go up to where, um, where that uh, Super Hornet crashed, unfortunately. You, mm-hmm. you can go up there, but none of the military is flying through there yet. Right. Oh, okay. And right. so... Um, so it's not technically closed to the public. It's just, it's just resuming closed. normal operations. The airspace yeah. is still closed um, to you know to those operations won't be so. seeing any x-wings or tie no. fighters anytime soon no exactly you so know it'd be the most badass thing ever what's that see the millennium falcon come flying out of that canyon <laughs> i'm just disappointed they haven't created an aircraft yet that sounds like a tie fighter when it flies by <laughs> wouldn't that be cool yeah I, know. I, I would try and mimic the sound but you guys are just gonna tell me i sound like a fucking cat again so we'll just uh oh the drones <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, well, hopefully that'll open that, that, flying soon. That's actually kind of a cool, uh, a cool little subject. Why don't we just throw this out there? What is the coolest sounding aircraft that you've ever hear fly by? The oh. most unique, coolest, like uh, uh, hands down, right here. Okay, so Tony real has or ten- movie. No, no, real, real? for real. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's keep it here, Alice in Wonderland. Okay, all um, right. Tony, I'm not go down the to- rabbit hole. <laughs> Tony, Tony has one. Go ahead. What, what oh, hands down, the C five Galaxy. Yeah. You well, think? the B model. Well, the B model. Yes. Yeah. Of the course. A's and B models. Yeah. Those are gone now. Yep. No more they of those are. engines. They are. Yeah, and those I, howlers, man. Those things would howl. It was so cool. Oh, a few different times. So I actually got to fly on one mm-hmm. from uh, Hill Air Force Base uh, over to Germany. Nice. Um, and fly back. And um, now, first off, those things are so big and heavy. And I know we've talked about this on the podcast before. But every time you land, one of them breaks. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, if you're going to fly on a C5, plan on a few extra days built in for maintenance. But um, um, and then when I was uh, working for Pinnacle Airlines out in Memphis, Mm -hmm. uh, that Memphis Air National Guard base out there had uh, Mm -hmm. C5Bs at the time. And you'd be out on a break or just even driving by the airport and you hear those things spooling up. Yeah. taking off and landing plus that's also the main airport for fedex so yeah. you've got the fedex dc10s taking off yeah. but 
hands down for me, it's the C5 A or the B C5, Galaxy. Yeah, uh-huh. and for those of you that don't know, the C5 Galaxy, which is the Air Force's largest aircraft in the inventory, it's a huge cargo aircraft. Mm-hmm. Um, they now uh, the, the current C5 is called the C5M mm-hmm. Super Galaxy. And what they did was they re-engined it. They put in, you know, full glass cockpits. They they did, you know, some more modifications to it, make it more reliable. Um, you know, it can carry more payload. Uh, it's way more efficient. But they, they took uh, the B models and redid them into M models, the C5Ms, mm-hmm. and then retired, like, the oldest A models and the oldest B models and... They didn't uh, modify all the B models they had, but there's a bunch still, you know, down at Davis Month and mm-hmm. Air Force Base. But, but there is a um, down there in Month Balls, da- Month Balls, <laughs> Davis Month and Air Force Base in Arizona. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so that's what the C five. So the M, you know, it's a lot quieter now, mm-hmm. so you don't you don't hear that slicing. It's almost kind of like a, like an A ten. You know how it has mm-hmm. that slicing, you know, yeah. sound to it. We posted some videos. You guys that are super av geeks know what the A10 sounds like. Right. Um, but yeah, the the C5. I I agree. That is a cool sound. Yeah. Um, do you have one, right? Oh wait. Oh, before yeah. we well, move on no. from the C5, by the way, the Air Force is uh, looking at uh, converting some of those into flying hospitals. Right. Yeah. As well, and that story is uh, on Ram Check Report. Yeah. Thank you for stealing yeah, we, my thunder. We post. Oh. We where where that. can you find that story again, Ryan? <laughs> I don't know, Tony. I. Jeez, are you okay? <laughs> I was having you say Go that again, so people. Yeah, I think and, uh... I have a box of tissues. Would you, would you like? <laughs> now here, I'll, I'll see if you guys can guess this. Yes, okay, you can find it on the ramp. Okay. okay, here we go. Okay. Hopefully, there's not an ad or anything on this. Oh, it's a robin. Here it's it goes. A beautiful morning. <laughs> Maybe. No, it's coming. Oh, I, I can already tell. The well, 51 Mustang. Close, no, let's no. Oh, it's a lawnmower. Okay. Oh. Oh. What? That to me, I. T six? No, no. What Do the I hear hell? It again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad okay. you're gonna get it. All right, it. do it, do it, do it, do it. Let's see. Sounds B- like a, a B-25? Nope. What Here, the hell is it? You want to watch the video this time? Oh, a Sea Fury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sea Furies are pretty badass, yeah. man. They, they've got that huge engine. and Yeah, I mean, the P-51 was my favorite for a long time, and then... Um... When I first saw one of those Sea Furies fly, and maybe the video doesn't do it justice, but that's probably one of my favorite sounding aircraft when they fly by. Yeah, well, I mean, gosh, there's so many of them. And the thing that's so cool is when you're an av geek, a lot of these, you know, you can can tell if it's a radial engine or you can tell, you know, if it's a high bypass turbofan or, you know, fighter jets each have a very distinct sound yeah they really do. um you know and i would have to say one of the most unique aircraft that i've heard is the f-104 starfighter because it has oh. like it has like a hum and a whistle to it that's just so unique mm-hmm. and you just can't like there's no other aircraft that sounds like it let's, let's, um let's see if I super hornet has a very 
what the hell? <laughs> An eagle. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. That was like perfect timing. Oh Remember? my gosh. So anyway. Sorry, I was just getting anyway. an F one oh four. Oh yeah, see let's, if it does let's it see. Justice. See if it's got it. <laughs> it was a little too, it was too fast. Anyway, uh, you, you can't you can't really get it off that, but <laughs> but uh, those of that have seen an F one hundred four fly, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's got a really unique howl to it as it goes by. All but, right, Aaron, um, what's yours? F one hundred four. Oh, the F one hundred four. Holy shit! Welcome to the party, maybe, brother. Maybe we should just pause this episode <laughs> and pick it up tomorrow. No, we don't need to. <laughs> and we're, we're back. Good. <laughs> <laughs> we're good i thought we oh gotta gosh, we gotta yeah, even go hard. through this on um that's, that's funny on uh lazy sundays if you have uh um that could be like one of our special edition podcasts is the lazy sunday um if you want to chime in on that discussion uh, dm us on instagram at ramp check global yeah uh you can also comment um uh, on our um, Apple Podcasts uh, kind of mm-hmm. rating, just give us a comment. Let now, us know I'm, what you think now, as well. We're on Spotify now too. Now I'm not too yep. familiar with Spotify. Can you comment and rate? Like Apple, do you know? From what I can find, um, is uh, you can just follow us okay. on Spotify. All right. So if you want to comment on the actual podcast, uh, there's really two ways to do it. Number one is through our Instagram. Yeah. Um, you can DM us again at Ramp Check Global, mm. uh, or when we too. yeah, or even Twitter. Twitter's really easy um, to tweet at us. Or when we when we put messages. up the link uh, for the Ramp Check podcast for this latest episode, um, comment and let us know what your favorite sounding aircraft is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, or comment like I said on Apple Podcasts. But find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you can listen through rampcheckreport.com or mm-hmm. our website, our other website, rampcheckglobal.com. Uh, um, and uh, I wanted to mention another one of my favorites was uh, Anakin Skywalker's Pod Racer. <laughs> um, Not Sebulbas. Uh, oh, Sebulbas oh, yeah, was the best one. That was... <laughs> yeah, that we're again. not nerds. You guys... <laughs> That's funny. What so, is... I'm going to do a look. <laughs> Dude, we are so off. Holy it's, uh, shit. Oh, and the, thing, the funny thing is, is we're calling this Lazy Sunday, and it's not even going to be uploaded till Monday, so... <laughs> That's quite just, all right. Just, uh... Just bear with this. It's one of the more lax um, episodes of the uh, of the Ramp Check podcast. So what um, I say, we get into some of our stories so we can actually well, sound funny, interesting. You should, you should mention that because yeah. I was just going to mention. I was going to transition. Um, they call it a segue um, from uh, the pod racing sound to George Lucas, who directed that movie uh, Red Tails. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yep. So this really has nothing to do with the movie Red Tails, but uh, Boeing uh, recently um, with their uh, their new T what is it the T four shit I'm gonna slaughter this the uh, the T seven A Red Hawk yeah. trainer yeah the new trainer that used to be the TX trainer. Um, they're honoring the Tuskegee Airmen, mm-hmm. uh, which, if you're not familiar who the Tuskegee Airmen were, they were the first group of American, well, African-American yeah. 
military aviators to fly for the American Armed Forces during World War II. And they actually kicked ass, too. Yes, they did. (laughs) Okay, we can just end that right there. Well, there you go. Um, But uh, their squadron was referred to the Red Tails because they painted the noses and the tails of their planes with red wings to differentiate themselves from other units. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... uh, the T-7A honors that style and uh, unmatched uh, legacy. So if you haven't seen Boeing's latest picture um, of what the, uh, the T-7A Red Hawk is going to look like, um, you can uh, just go to um, Boeing's website. Yeah. Um, they've got a cool... There should be uh, a link on Ramcheck Report, too, about yes. the T-7A. Okay, perfect. And yeah. um, uh, just get it there. But uh, I subscribe to... It's called Watch US Fly. Mm-hmm. And it's like a monthly newsletter from Boeing that has oh, some of the nice. new highlights. Nice. And uh, so you can get some of that <laughs> content there. But definitely go to ramcheckreport.com and yeah. you get a link to that story. The thing story. that's so cool about the, the, the T-7A is um it's uh, boeing is obviously manufacturing it they're the main contractor but they joined up with um with saab so it's a boeing slash saab project and the thing actually it looks like an f-18 super hornet and a gripen yeah like it, it does. really does it's got the single oh, afterburning yeah, engine that's cool looking. um mm-hmm. You know, it's got the twin tails. It's got it, it. The wings look like a miniature version of a of a Super Hornet, in my opinion. So it it does. Yeah. It looks like you know a cross between it. If if an F eighteen Super Hornet and a Gripen got together and had a baby, this would be it. Yeah, that's, that's right. pretty cool. I like that picture <laughs> yeah, with the, cool. the old P fifty one on the, the ramp. Red, red yeah. tail. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very cool with that Mustang. Yep. That's yeah, pretty neat. Well, and the the <clears throat> cool thing about um, the uh, the Red Hawk now is that it's a twin-tailed trainer, mm-hmm. and if you think about it, the really once the uh, once the F-16 uh, is retired, I mean that really leaves the rest of the aircraft have twin tails: the F-15, the F-35, the F-18, the Super Hornet, um, the F-22 Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, well, even the A-10 is a twin-tailed aircraft. Yeah, so, it is. Um, You're right. But I'm sure that's not the only reason. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's nice to see a brand-new advanced trainer yeah. uh, enter into service for, uh, for the U.S. Air Force. Yeah, that thing's um, badass. Yeah, it's cool. So, and one thing I wanted to mention about, about this, you know, the TX, now it's called the T-7. Um, Boeing, it, it, it's it's an all new design. So mm-hmm. so they built a fresh trainer um, for the Air Force and and for the competition when you know they were awarded the the contract glass cockpit everything. And yep. and the thing that's cool about it is Boeing used you know some new a new way of develop design and build this aircraft. The aircraft Boeing says that the aircraft that they built the test aircraft. They are pretty much the production aircraft. Mm-hmm. Like, they didn't want to build something like how, you know, current projects are, where, you know, you build something, you test it, you refine it, you change it, blah, you know, right. this and this. They wanted to build something that they could roll out of the factory and be like, this thing is pretty much ready to go. Mm-hmm. And it's a new way of thinking in aviation. And speaking of segue into the next topic, it's actually perfect because. The Air Force is actually prepping to do something like that 
for their future fighters. This is a pretty exciting story, and actually. It, it really is, and mm-hmm. and and when you when you read about this, I mean, we'll get into it in one sec. I mean, you you hear a lot of, you know, there's a lot of backlash, there's a lot of doubters, there's a lot of this and that, but I think it's brilliant, and I think it is the absolute way to go. Like I fully support this. When I read this, I was so excited because, you know. One of the one of the stories that everybody talks about with the F thirty five is it's going to be, you know, the F thirty five is basically designed to you know try to replace so many different types of aircraft. You know, it's not going to mm-hmm. replace the A ten anytime soon. Right. Um, it's not going to replace the F sixteen anytime soon. It's it's just it's a great fifth gen fighter. Um, you know, to basically be the quarterback now for all these other aircraft, all mm-hmm. these fourth gen aircraft. Um, and, and then do its thing, you know, uh, air to air, uh, with its stealth and air to ground. Um, but we're actually with this new, uh, way of procuring aircraft, I think we're going to see a lot more designs and we think than than we originally thought we weren't going to, right? Because the F-35 was basically going to take over almost everything. Mm-hmm. So, so the cool thing is, um, so I'm reading this off of uh, defensenews.com. They had a really good article about this. Um, the article's ta- uh, titled, The U.S. Air Force's Radical Plan for a Future Fighter Could Fill the Jet in Five Years. So basically is the Air Force is preparing a radically, preparing to radically alter the acquisition strategy for its next generation of fighter jets with a new plan that could require industry to design develop and produce a new fighter in five years or less so what does that mean basically like i i just heard you read that but put it in layman's terms for me so they're gonna design a a new a brand new fighter every five years. So here's the thing. Yeah, okay. So on October 1st, the service will officially reshape its next generation fighter program, known as Next Generation Air Dominance, or NGAD. Will Roper, <laughs> Will Roper, the Air Force's acquisition executive, said during an exclusive interview uh, with Defense News. Under a new office headed by yet unnamed program manager, the NGAD program will adopt a rapid approach to developing small batches of fighters with multiple companies, much like the Century series of aircraft built in the 50s, Roper said. Right. Now, the cool thing about that is, I mean... Here's what I found. <laughs> Thank you, Siri, Siri for thought something. Look for, at that. She pulled up aircraft too. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's, take a picture of that. Put it on her Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, sorry, go ahead and finish. Yeah, so so the Century Series approach would be a notable departure from the Air Force's former thinking on its future fighter. In its Air Superiority 2030 study released in 2016, the Air Force described a long-range, stealthy sensor shooter called Penetrating Counter Air, which would act as NGAD's central node network with sensors, drones, and other platforms. The Air Force would use prototyping to speed along key technologies in the hope of maturing them early enough for inclusion in advanced aircraft fielded in the early 2030s so what what um 
Rope recalls the Digital Century series would flip that paradigm. Instead of maturing technologies over time to create an, um, a fighter, the Air Force's goal would be to quickly build the best fighter that industry can muster over a couple years, integrating whatever emerging technology exists. The service would down-select, but a small number of aircraft under contract and then restart another round of competition among fighter manufacturers, which would revise their fighter designs and explore new leaps in technology. Now, with is now now we're back to our discussion. So, basically, the reason I love this so much and it basically gives me chills is is the way that that they want to create new fighters now. Every fighter design is going to have the latest and newest technology which is available now at the time mm-hmm. in the future so right. so kind of like how competition brings the best out in people they're basically going to throw it out there yeah companies are going to compete and try to like say mine's bigger than yours and it's all going to be the latest and greatest <laughs> technology right exactly yeah no no you're right I, that's so, how I, that's right? how i wanted so, you to put it in layman's no, terms because no, no. that's so, the way my so brain and, thinks and, and, and another way of, of thinking about this is is almost like sports like you know nba basketball season's about to start okay well all the latest and greatest newer, younger athletes are, Mm -hmm. you know, they're Uh going to be the stars. And then, you know, the older ones, you know, the older, you know, quote unquote technology, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not as up to date. It's not as fast. It's not, you know, and so the F-35 is badass as a fighter as it is. And it, and and it's the newest, greatest fifth generation, you know, dot, Mm -hmm. dot, 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 dot. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the technology in it is now like 10 years old or older. Yeah, which is crazy. Right. Think, which really. is nuts. I mean, yeah. you can update the aircraft. You can update the software. You can update some of the hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but but imagine having like a fighter jet built every five years or whatever. Right. With the absolute cutting edge latest technology mm-hmm. in it. Right. And, so and, and aerodynamic designs, right. engines. Stealth, I mean, you name yeah, it. Yeah, the stealth designs. So, it's almost so, kind of like the auto industry, right? Yeah. So, so kind of put, yeah. let's put this into perspective, though. So, how many of the fighter jets that are flying today? Um, I mean, how many like major developments have there been in the last decade? Mm-hmm. You know, different fighters. I mean, obviously, you've got the F twenty two, the F thirty five. The F-16 has been around for 30 years. The F-15 oh, has the, been around forever. Dude, the, the F-16 has been around for, for 40, like yeah, 40, 50 a, years, a dude. Time. Yeah. The B-2 right. Stealth Bomber just mm-hmm. celebrated 30 years. Yeah, mm. that's just Which is crazy. So, it's nuts. So it's really exciting to me when you say that it's kind of going back to how they did things in the 50s. Mm-hmm. So I looked this up, and here's just a highlight of all the aircraft that were developed and started flying back in the 50s, okay? Yeah. okay? So remember, in the last 10 years, we've just had a brand, just a just a, a very few number of aircraft. But back in the 50s, the, the F-102, the Delta Dagger, the F-106 Delta Dart, the... Um, uh, the F-9 Cougar from Drummond, the the F-11 Super Tiger, the <laughs> yeah. um, the uh, the F-104 Starfighter, the F-4 Phantom II, the F-101 Voodoo, the the F-100 Super Saber, the F-105, the F-105 yeah, Thunder there. Chief, yeah. the F-84 Thunder Streak, yeah, the the uh, the F-8U, the the Crusader III, the F-8 yeah. Crusader, yeah. Yeah. the um, 
Uh, what else is I going to say? The, Did you mention the, the F-107, the, F, the FJ-4 Fury. Yeah. These are all in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So, a, I mean... Was that 70 years ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's not... So, if they're, if they're going to adopt this type of, 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 you know, mentality when it comes to developing and procuring aircraft... We could see a whole bunch of new, well, just that, neat designs. That's, that's the cool you know? thing. I mean, as an yeah. ab geek, I want this to succeed because Hell that yes. means when we go to Red Flag or when you know when when we're looking at different aircraft at air shows, when we're thinking about the defense of our nation, I mean, yeah. we're all, we're gonna have all these different types of aircraft. There's going to be smaller batches of them, but that's fine. Yeah. We're going to have well, to spend a hell of a lot more time in the Mojave Desert. Well, yeah, you know, well, and look at the other yeah. angle, too. When things like this happen, it also translates and rolls over into, like, the uh, private aircraft industry, mm-hmm. too. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to see, like, when Aaron and I were actually plane spotting the other day when we came back from Wendover, we saw, remember that Pilatus jet? Mm-hmm. You know, like, so yeah, we saw cool. a Pilatus jet fly over. It's got... Pilatus jet? It's got a VTEL, a single jet engine, the intakes on the top of the fuselage near the back oh wow and uh Pilatus also has you know like a more normal type of jet but yeah right. yeah the, but, it was but, just yeah, one was... of their early on um i'll have to look up what it's called yeah. but you know so that being exciting not only for the military and the defense of our nation and just for civilian just aircraft. in general yeah. for for aviation in general i think uh I think innovation is just awesome when it comes to aviation. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. And and you know what? I don't, I don't think that was a Pilatus jet that we saw. Yeah, I think it was. Now that I think about what it, what did look, you think it was? I, it wasn't a Honda jet. I know look, that. It, no, 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 no. It wasn't a Honda jet because it's just a it's just a single. I think it was that that Cirrus jet. Oh, I think it you was know a what? Cirrus it jet. might have been. You're right. It might have been. The, I'm serious. Let me look it up. It might have been the Cirrus jet. You're right. <laughs> but, but anyway, no, you're I right. Mean, it good... might have been the Sarah's J. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look it up. So, I mean, basically, it, it would be like you yeah. know developing like the auto industry that I mentioned. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're innovative. They're coming out with cutting edge, you know, cars every few years. Um, you know, yeah. new designs or adding the latest yeah, you're right. greatest that's technology. What it was. I don't Is I don't know why was? I said Pilatus, but oh, yeah, that's a, that's oh, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, it was that's hundred really percent cool. that's what it yeah. was. Yeah. The detail with the yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well Sarah's and jet. and speaking of the auto industry and just the leaps and bounds, so my last car that I owned, well I still owned, is a two thousand six. And then I just bought um I had a two thousand I have a two thousand six Honda Element. And I just bought a brand new 2019 Jeep Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And I mean, talk about moving from like dials and vacuum tubes to like glass cockpit. It's yeah. amazing just yeah. what they've done with vehicles just in the last, I mean, even even five years. Oh, yeah. You For know, sure. it's yeah. uh, it's pretty exciting. I love my car, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but so. It's, just, it's just a huge... But it's it's the the same thing, like you said. It translates into the automotive industry. It's it's uh, military, aviation, civilian, commercial. Um, well, it's a good thing whenever there's there's a leap in mm-hmm. jumping into a different way to do something because right. something taking you know twenty years to develop, you know fifteen years to develop, you know stuff. I mean, it's like if if there's an emerging threat that we know is going to be here. 
why not develop something that's going to counter it right now? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah, if there's ahead. a threat and staying ahead. And, and, I mean, the F-35 and the F-22 are both badass and they're going to keep us safe well into the 2030s. But it's like, why not start pumping out, you know, a sixth generation? Well, right? yep. and, and the totally. other thing, too, is when these other aircraft were developed, you know, even just a, a couple of decades ago, or even way back in the 50s and 60s, um, these these computers, first off, they were slide rules and calculators. And, yeah. And, and now with what you can do with computers, I mean, they're talking AI technology, mm-hmm. simulation. I mean, you know, you look at what Boeing has done and Airborne, Air, Airborne, <laughs> Airbus has followed <laughs> the lead. There's another Airborne ad if you watch, the, <laughs> yeah. if you listen to the last podcast. But, but these major aircraft manufacturers, now they're able to simulate everything in yeah. a computer environment. They're not yeah. having to, like go through extensive wind tunnel testing yeah. and to test this and see how this so so that development can be advanced a lot more quickly yeah. and i'm sure and some of this that that's being talked about now is even being used in the b21 raider program mm-hmm. because you know i mean i'm sure that there are you know the b21 the first one that rolls out of that factory mm-hmm. is basically going to be like a production one right <clears throat> i mean you know it's it's you know, and you talk about Boeing again, and we kind of hit on this a little bit with the TX program, but um, you know, Boeing demonstrated the technology with its clean sheet TX trainer, taking its design from concept to first flight in three years, and beating out two competitors that offered modified versions of existing jets. It's just wow. crazy. I mean, it's it's the way to go, and and for anybody that's going to make it hard for the Air Force to do this or anybody that's criticizing this, I think this is the way to go. I mean, you you have to change with the times. Mm-hmm. You can't stay stagnant with the old rule of thumb. You can't... It's always... Like, you you either change with the times or, or, you, or you die. You go away. Right. I mean, you have to evolve. And I think this is a perfect way to evolve on how mm-hmm. the military... And even the civilian side to yeah. to yeah. design, build, and sell or acquire aircraft. I mean, it's it's just it's smart. Well, and I think it's another great example of um, competition. Um, it just it, it it breeds what success or whatever that saying is. Yeah, it just um, brings out the best in people. Exactly. When competing, you know. Exactly, and um, I mean, if you look at what that's doing to aviation, mm-hmm. oh my God, look what it's doing to uh, the space program. Mm-hmm. I, yep. It's it's insane, and we might as well just uh, maybe segue into the next topic with this, um, but. Uh, you know all these different private companies that are basically throwing their hats into the ring in the space race, you know, with trying to get back to the moon, trying to get to Mars, and you know you've got um, you've got Virgin Galactic that's getting ready to uh, launch their first passengers into space um, with their um, uh, with what's the name of the bird called again? 
Mm, I don't remember. Shoot, we should have looked that up. Sorry, That's but okay. um, but I mean the the real cream of the crop is really starting to to rise to the top, so to speak. You know, because you get you know all these other companies are well, doing this thing. But the, look at what SpaceX is doing. The name That's, of the game is SpaceX, yeah, dude. I mean, they're, with with their contracts they have with NASA launching you know cargo to the International Space Station with mm-hmm. their recent. Um, crewed dragon mission that that right. took an uncrewed dragon aircraft though i mean it or, or uh, spaceship it they actually flew a crewed dragon model up to the international space station and right. docked with it and without the crew without itself, the without the crew yes. for the you know this first time mm-hmm. and i mean the technology that that they've been able to develop and and do you know with nasa and their mm-hmm. their work with nasa is it's impressive, and I mean, even their their Falcon Heavy rocket, you know, where it's basically three Falcon Nine rockets mm-hmm. strapped together, really. You know, <laughs> Things so impressive. It's so it's awesome, massive. and uh, you know, I mean, and then and then this this whole thing with with their Starship. Well, and that's kind of what crazy. I wanted to get to right now. Th- this particular story. So, um, so we're recording this podcast at basically it's about six p.m. Mountain Time. Uh, in Utah on Sunday the 29th of September and less than 24 hours ago um, they basically I don't know if you want to say had an unveiling but they had a ceremony Elon Musk uh, spoke for a while he answered questions Mm -hmm. um, about um, the uh, uh, the Starship yeah uh, the SpaceX Starship and I'll tell you what when I first saw the renderings of this thing I thought Okay, so we've just regressed all the way back to the 1950s and really? uh, and, and Buck Rogers really? and Flash Gordon. Because if, if, okay, if you guys that are listening to the podcast don't know what I'm talking about, like the old, especially the old um, Flash Gordon TV series, yeah. um, go and look up some of that on YouTube and tell me if that's not some of the hokiest looking shit you've ever seen. <laughs> but back in the 1950s, I mean, it's, a, it's basically a a metal rounded off rocket yeah. that they put like a little sparkler behind it for their special effects. Yeah, yeah. But then you look at the SpaceX spaceship or the Starship, the Starship. excuse me, and it's just got this really archaic old 50s look. It's, but you know what? It's so cool. It's badass yeah, looking it as is. hell. It is, man. And, uh, this little rendering of it flying past Mars, it's like an art artist thing. Yeah. That's so cool oh, looking. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even the launch vehicle that they're using as well to propel the Starship, yeah, the, because the, they're the, building the booster. A, the booster mm-hmm. is going to be a completely different thing. It's 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 like the the Falcon Nine and the Falcon Heavy. That's yeah. for one yeah. portion, but this is for a completely other. Yeah. You know. Well, the the booster supposedly um, what uh, Elon Musk was talking about how they can they can you know add like up to 37 raptor engines 37 of the raptor engines inside that thing <laughs> holy yeah i mean depending on what they right? you know where they're going or what they need to uh-huh. to take up into you know up into orbit um but yeah i mean it's it, and they're talking it, about or- orbital refueling yeah um you which know which is cool which is which is also pretty awesome but the starship itself is going to have um, what was it? Up to eight of the Raptor engines, uh, 
I, four of the larger ones and then four of the I think, smaller I think it's vacuum three and three. ones. I think it's three, and three, three. three for the vacuum Maybe it's space three and, three. Okay. and three for, for sea level. Yeah, for sea level. Uh -huh. and, and the cool thing about the Starship, you know, it's meant to fly hundreds of passengers to deep space destinations like the moon and Mars, which right. is just crazy. <laughs> and Musk so also cool. vowed the Starship could fly to orbit as soon as six months from now and carry its first passengers oh, yeah. well, sometime next year. This this first test vehicle that they built, the, the Mark One. Yeah. He yeah. said that, oh yeah, we just build it outside. <laughs> yeah. They, they didn't need like no. an indoor sterile factory mm -hmm. and because they're using stainless steel. They're using yeah. stainless steel instead of composite materials mm -hmm. or I think he called it was it aluminum argon? Is that what he called one of the other materials? Some some or, kind of an aluminum. I'm, um, I'm not up to speed on all but, the different uh, types, but but yeah. But and he was saying that the cost differential um, was it was so like two percent of what. Right. So the you know. the stainless steel um, costs like twenty five hundred dollars a ton. Yeah. And like the other materials, the composites or the aluminum <laughs> were like. Like a hundred and something thousand yeah, dollars. Yeah, hundred and thirty thousand. Wow. Right. Said. And and yeah, which is just nuts. And what is so cool and what's so impressive about SpaceX and and Musk is, you know, they're they're able to, um, you know, design these things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, working with NASA, they've been able to do you know successful, you know, like I said. You know missions to the ISS for cargo, mm -hmm. and they're now starting on their their crewed program. But the neat thing is they're able to learn so much because of they want to change the way that humans um, the, the ability and the cost. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm like in deep, I'm in deep thought because it's like if you really start thinking about it. It's unbelievable that we're at this point, really, mm -hmm. because everything that SpaceX is doing is what everybody's been like dreaming about, right. and what everybody's like. And nobody. Why don't we right. launch rockets and then land them and reuse them? Yeah. Like, right. Well, you know, he just wants like to, in the movies. Yeah. Well, he wants. He said the only re the only way that this can really be sustainable is. If they are able to reuse rockets just like they reuse airplanes. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. That was a perfect it, analogy. It, it was. Yeah. And he gave the example that if they had to build a new airplane, every time that airplane completed a flight, nobody could afford to fly yeah. because it would be so expensive. The same right. thing with a car. Right. Yeah. If, if, you know, we just, we drove here to the Ramp Check Studios to record the podcast today, mm -hmm. and now we have to buy new vehicles to get back home. <laughs> I know. It just doesn't make sense. Well, it's really... <laughs> innovative and, thinking and it's just i mean when i first saw those um was it where did we were at that uh house where oh we yeah we, the... we were we, yeah we, we were at uh one of our clients houses actually mm -hmm. and um the the falcon heavy the That's very first the launch very of first falcon one. heavy this was about a year and a half ago yeah um, and we watched it live on TV, and I mean, mm -hmm. it was just when crazy. When those boosters return to the little yeah. platforms out in the... Yeah, it, the it, simultaneous landing of that, both. It the, almost looked it like was, not real. Oh, it I looked know. like yeah. a launching that was played backwards. Right, Yeah, and like had some kind of hokey animation music yeah. behind it. But no, oh. it was... 
I literally watched that, and I just remember having the chills. And we, I think we talked about it on one other episode of uh, of our podcast, but I just remember like having chills, like because you you see that and you think it's so cool, and then you know deep down that this is like a new step in space travel, right? You know, because now rather than having to respend all that money on things you can just reuse products and it's well, gonna it's only gonna open the door for the next step right. in the the space exploration so and you look at the you look at the space shuttle program mm-hmm. where the boosters were reusable mm-hmm. um you know they would they would fall into the ocean uh they would recover them but they would have to go through months and months of oh, refurbishment. Yeah, yeah. He's talking about with the new Starship, and by the way, launching and landing the Starship just like the boosters on the yeah. Falcon Heavy. Yeah. And but he's talking about this thing doing its mission and yeah. then coming back and landing and then just refueling it and setting yeah, it back like up multiple again. Multiple times a day. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah it's. It, it's gonna it's gonna be crazy and and they're gonna do it. I know it. They I are. Mean, it's so, gonna be yeah. amazing. And I mean, this the the Starship is it's so awesome. It's it's 165 feet tall. That's almost the wingspan of a Boeing 747. Right now, you and know? that's that's yes. without the booster. That's yeah, that's just with the yeah, Starship that's just itself. Starship, yes, yeah. that's just the spacecraft. The booster and, they didn't really even show, did they? When they well, they, they showed it in the anim- animation, and it looks you know, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah the animation. Yeah. It's huge. But the other thing about the Starship, though, is in lower gravity environments like the moon or Mars, mm-hmm. it can launch just like that. It doesn't need a booster. It can just launch like right. it is and make it all the way back to Earth yeah. and then be reused. And yeah. so now yeah. is the uh, um, mm. is the booster going to come back and land uh, oh, vertically, I, yeah. I would guess I it was. So. Yeah, because, I think I was reading that. That's yeah, that's part of the yeah, design. Yeah, that, that's absolutely des- the design. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and it's and um, uh, Elon Musk actually talked about that in his presentation last night, where you know the the fins on the on the uh, the booster part are actually not fins; they're just to house the the. Oh, the, that's the, right, the, the landing. landing struts or the yeah. gear or whatever, yeah, so, whatever that is. So and that's. Did well, you see? Oh, go ahead, Ryan. Oh, no, I was just going to say. <laughs> I feel like we're on an episode of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Tony's putting his shoes on, and Hello, he's sitting down. I was going to put about my space. I was going to put my hoodie on, too, but... Uh, <laughs> have, you, cold? have you seen yeah. the moon tonight? <laughs> it's a beautiful day. Um, <laughs> no, all I was going to say was, I, I don't know how much more we're going on the topic, but I'm looking yeah. at this giant Lego... Um, oh yeah, the Saturn, Saturn, 5, the Saturn Five, and I'm and I'm thinking, I'm looking at it, and I'm just thinking about what we're talking about, and then looking at like this, and you know, it's crazy how identical kind of the designs are, meaning like the the rockets and the stages. Yeah. But then you just look at that little capsule that the astronauts oh, are yeah. in, right. and I yeah. and I don't know what made me think this, but I'm looking at that, and I'm like. You have to be fucking crazy to get in that thing oh, man. and let it those, launch those you up Apollo into space, dude. They, they, they got some giant-sized balls, man, because <laughs> I'm looking at that, and then I'm looking at this thing. Yeah. The uh, Starhopper, is that what it's called? Well, the Starhopper was the test uh, oh, right, okay. the original for, test rocket. For the, the launching and okay. then landing. Mm-hmm. This is the Starship. I'm just this looking at that, design. and, you know, I'm like, how yeah. badass would that be to 
be one of the the first people to be on there. Well, and, and putting a hundred people in that damn thing. Damn, that would be awesome. But it's just cool to see, you know, how everything's evolved and yeah, how everything's right coming together. Awesome. I mean, cause I can't right. wait. When I I remember watching the original presentation for Starship, you know, uh-huh. when, when when he was when he was. Um, you know explaining what they wanted to do and this and this and you're like man this is gonna be awesome and then all of a sudden boom we have the presentation with this damn thing mark one built behind yeah. it and and him right. saying he wants to do it in six months yeah yeah right oh, yeah so yeah. they're already working on the mark two and the mark three mm-hmm. and they start working on the mark four which could be the first one that's <clears throat> actually launched into space they yeah. start working on that here pretty soon um well, but did you see that animation of it re-entering yeah. Yeah. into the atmosphere? Yeah, it's kind of... It just basically just falls, and then yeah. it tilts upright and lands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty crazy. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I I can't wait to see all this. And, I mean, what an exciting time to be mm-hmm. alive, you know, with the space race. I mean, it, it would have been really cool back in the 50s, 60s, you know, 70s, you know, seeing all that. But, but now it's like... It's like rejuvenated, you know. Mm-hmm. The right. space race is here again. You know, soon we're going to be launching, you know, U.S. astronauts from U.S. soil again, which we haven't done in in, in a long time right. ever since the shuttle program was retired. And right. I think if Elon Musk has his way, um, and even a lot of the American people actually is, mm-hmm. you know, space flight, it's going to be almost a routine thing. It's going to be happening all the time. Yeah, and. And space flight could become as routine as commercial air travel. It really could. And I mean, you know, Elon was talking about how there's just going to be, you know, a bunch of these starships. Fleets of yeah. them just that going to. That would be to, pretty yeah. cool. It's going to be And setting awesome. up, um, you know, colonies and research stations, mm-hmm. you know, on the moon and mm-hmm. on Mars. And, you know, he brought up something really interesting that I really didn't think about Um uh, much is you know when you talk about the age of the earth right now mm-hmm. um you know the and and what the sun is doing and and he even said look look putting aside global warming and you know whatever whatever other influences man is having on the <clears throat> earth itself he says regardless of all that the sun is becoming hotter every year mm-hmm. the sun is becoming larger and so um now, as far as man's time, you know, yeah, they're saying hundreds not, of millions of years away. Well, which, billions of right, years. Well, yeah. no, hundreds of millions is what he said for the length of time that before the sun actually becomes too hot yeah. for the earth to sustain life. So yeah. the earth has been around for billions of years, like four billion years, I believe. Yeah. But if you look at the window that man has yeah. been on the earth... You know, it's 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 tens of thousands of years, yeah. you know, so it's just a tiny window. But he said that um, that when you look at how long the Earth has been around and how much longer it may have left, mm-hmm. if if conscious life, if man, mm-hmm. you know, had developed even 10 percent later than it did, mm-hmm. it would have never developed on the Earth because the Earth wouldn't be able to sustain him. So he said that, you know, when you think about it. You know, in cosmic terms, we have a very short window yeah. to find another place, yeah. you know, that man can habitate. And yeah. and he said, when you think about that tiny, teeny, tiny margin of error, mm-hmm. you know, then that kind of gives you an idea of how, you know, 
life on other planets or conscious life, it could be pretty rare. Um, yeah. Because the just the right conditions have to I, transpire I, yeah, and develop. I, I think just the sheer but, size of the universe, though, there's... There's oh, there are so many civilizations. When you're talking there's billions and billions there's of stars, yeah. there has to be and there is. But in yeah. our neighborhood, so to speak, yeah, in our galaxy, you know, I, yeah. or even in our corner of the galaxy, yeah. I just it put that into perspective for me that you know we really need to, um, even though I mean none of us will ever experience this because it's hundreds and millions of years away, mm-hmm. but we probably need to find somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. at some point and figure out now how to be able to get there and to be a species that can habitate and dwell on other planets in yeah. addition to just the earth yeah. and it's it's thinking like that that i think is what's so cool because most people just think inside the box oh look we beat the russians to the moon let's never go back yeah yeah, or, or, or it's, it's too hard or it's too to expensive. waste the money right. to yeah. try to do it. Like, that's it's just, like, no, let's no. find a way to do that's it. So you get someone expand. with their own money to do it. And that's what's giving all this competition, yeah. you know, it's what's moving all of this <laughs> forward. Well, I think so. Elon Musk has a has a underground area of his own rocket in case anything <laughs> were to ever happen that he can just <laughs> fucking leave if he wanted oh, to. I'm like. Sure. I'm out, guys. Yeah. And then he just goes somewhere else. But I think his thinking and his innovation is so awesome. Well, and another it's thing so that's cool really cool think. about him, too, is, is you know, it was kind of funny watching him because he he was a little little awkward in the presentation. Well, he always is. Well, that's yeah, what's so but cool about him. That's the thing. Him. That's what's cool. And But he's so, because he's so giddy and excited about yeah. it. And he's, he's pure genuine. Right. Totally it's genuine. Just, but then when like the recorder the reporters start asking him these hard technical questions like oh yeah so it's this 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 and this yeah. and this system is supposed to do this and back up yeah. and count and this yeah. and you're just like so yeah. it's not just he's not just some guy with a shit ton of money he's like part of the development he's part yeah. of this whole well, you team can tell to make this happen mm-hmm. yeah you can tell so, it's his passion so that's that's pretty exciting yeah. i i I hope we get to see it launch to the moon or to uh, oh we will to Mars. Oh, we will absolutely we will. Oh, dude, we're gonna see that happen within. I guarantee you, SpaceX is going to land one of their spacecraft on the moon within right. five to ten years. Right, I guarantee. Oh, I it. And so. and he said yeah. in that presentation that SpaceX has been around in seventeen, been around for seventeen years. Yeah, and that. Today was, was it the 11th anniversary of the Falcon 1? It was 1? on the 28th, so what's today? Is that? The 28th, the so 29th. yesterday. So yesterday, yep. Yeah. Was it the 11th anniversary, mm-hmm. I think, of 11th, the Falcon 1? When it first went into space. And so look yeah. at where they've come in yeah, 11 years. The first years. flight to orbit with the Falcon 1. Right. Another cool thing that he said, too, was was that was the fourth attempt of Falcon 1 because the three failed before. And right. had that one not made it to orbit, SpaceX would never have come about. It wouldn't exist. It, w- it wouldn't. It wouldn't have right. existed past that launch. Yeah, because he wow. said that he had run out of money. Yep. Um, and yeah, so, um, but I think so. You remember the movie Apollo thirteen? Mm-hmm. You know, yep. Tom Hanks, Kevin Bacon, Gary Sinise. Anyway, um, and um, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Chet. From uh, oh, Paxton. Bill, oh, Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. Rest in peace. Um, 
But um, now I don't know if this was an actual quote from Jim Lovell <laughs> himself. Love. <laughs> Sorry, had to throw that in. There. <clears throat> yeah. Um, now I don't know if this was an actual quote from Jim Lovell, but in the movie, his character said, "You know, this isn't any miracle. We just decided to go." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And. And I think that's kind of what's happening here is mm-hmm. Elon Musk just said, you know what? We're just going to fucking do this. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it's not a direct quote, Elon. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. um, no, it's it's true. And the other cool thing about Elon Musk, too, is he thinks the SR-71 is the coolest jet in the ever. That is that's pretty it? cool. Which he mentioned cool. that yeah. in the uh, in the presentation. That's uh, pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, so that, was, that was cool. It could win our aircraft challenge. <laughs> it, it very well could. If we ever but yeah, I mean, if you, if you think about aviation and aerospace, you know, just as a whole, typically when you have I don't think of it a breakthrough as a whole, as, a whole, as in WH, <laughs> not, not an H. Anyway... Um, when you think of the breakthroughs and the technology and, you know, when somebody designs one of these vehicles, mm-hmm. it's just because they decided they were going to do it. I mean, you right. think about Kelly Johnson and Skunk Works, like mm-hmm. they just got the best minds together and they're like, hey, we don't know how this thing is going to do this, mm-hmm. but we are going to do it because mm-hmm. there's no limitations. Mm-hmm. There's no like figure it out and right i guarantee you like that's that's how all this is going about is mm-hmm. is i'm sure elon and and his designers and his rocket scientists and you, you it's like hey we really don't know how the hell we're gonna do this when they sit down on the drawing board mm-hmm. you know but here's what we need to do here's the goal mm-hmm. and then they just figure it out like you just decide to do it yeah. go all the way back to the wright brothers yeah exactly. Yep, they just right. decided to yeah. do it Exactly. Right. Do, you, do you think Elon Musk ever has a uh, <laughs> Tony Stark built this in a cave <laughs> with a bunch of scraps? If you ever have someone telling him it's not possible, you ever think he has some of those moments with his engineers? Yeah. Well, it, it, it sounds to me <laughs> don't like, tell me it can't be done. Sounds to me like he had that very conversation with the uh, the parachute manufacturers for the first Falcon rockets. Yeah. He mentioned in there in that presentation yeah. that, uh, you know, they were going to just have them land in the water with parachutes and they yeah. were going to recover them. And he said it just wasn't working. Yeah. He said he got angry with them. and But, you know, these things are they're burning up in the atmosphere. and Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's... Well, look uh, what came of it. Yeah, look what came of it. The... I mean, could you imagine landing that Saturn V vertical like that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yeah, you, you'd have, you'd have like, this, that stage right there, the main mm-hmm. stage with the, with the huge, you know, five engines at the bottom, and then you'd have your second stage, which I don't even know if you'd be able to return that one, but, right. yeah, the whole main, how know, is with the, the F1 engines, you could. How is the size of the Saturn... It's, compared to that is they're, it they're here very I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up while we're um yeah, yeah while should. we're talking I'm about this well and he brought up wondering. um he brought up a slide in his presentation where he compared the i think it was the sr-71 the millennium falcon <laughs> yeah um did he really the uh the falcon nine Gosh, that yeah. guy has a lot of cool shit he's doing he, he really does well and they're still aren't they still working on the hyperloop as well yeah so that's that. So so there there's. Let's see. Okay, so here's. Oh damn. 
There's Falcon. That's heavy. Ba- that's basically yeah. So there's Falcon Heavy. There's Saturn Five. And I know you guys can't see this on the podcast, uh-huh. but but we're looking at different uh, size comparisons of different rockets. Will you um, uh, put that up on our Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or provide a link to it on Ramp Check Report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either we, way, we, so we our can, listeners can, can kind of see what we're looking at here. But yeah, I mean, it's huge. It's 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 bigger than with, with it stacked with its booster. It's actually bigger than the Saturn V. But not it's taller. But yeah, taller. Yeah, but not much taller. Like no, it's, it's that's still huge. that's huge though, and yeah. and it but, definitely looks. Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> that thing's awesome. But looking. then when you look yeah, at the Saturn V, you've got three humans in this tiny little. Right. Head, I know. You know, and he said another thing too was one of the reasons they were going to able to get so many crew members in there is because when you're at one G, you can only have people like. I think he said it was like a one-dimensional space or something, mm-hmm. but when it's a zero-G, they can be in, like, it's a three- or four-dimensional. Anyway, like like on a cube, Yeah, the cube's got, like, seven sides or something like that. You can pe- put people yeah. on every, yeah, you know. Definitely. So um, these guys have thought way out of the box Yeah, uh, with a lot of this and that's, stuff. That's awesome. And, and you know what? Keep doing it. You, you youngsters out there, you young little whippersnappers that are listening to the Ramp Check podcast, um, you know, keep those ideas coming. Keep dreaming. Um, take us into the 22nd century, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, and hopefully we'll, uh, hopefully maybe in the next uh, 50 to 100 years, they'll start working on the uh, the USS Enterprise, the NCC-17. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh Zero one. Anyway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's cool. it's pretty exciting time now, and it, it'll just continue to be um, as uh, as things go on. So, um, anyway, I yeah. think uh, that's. I know we had a few more stories we wanted to touch on, but I mean, this it's probably a good place to end the podcast. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Don't yeah, you? Sure. Yeah. I. Um, yeah, we're about our usual time. So I'm. Uh, yeah, about an hour. Uh, hour and 10 minutes into this thing but um uh thanks again for everybody uh listening to the ramp check podcast one thing i did want to mention though before we take off is Mm -hmm. um (laughs) our (laughs) take off our instagram page uh we just hit another milestone uh thanks to you guys to uh people who are following us um, on our Instagram, which is at Ramp Check Global. Mm-hmm. Um, since the last recording of the podcast, we have now surpassed over 2,000 followers. Yeah, we're almost at 2,100 now. So um, It's so funny. I mean, it's like, that's, for, that's nothing. For I some know. of you, well, I was just going to say, for yeah, like our, our friend, uh, Texas Astroburner. <laughs> Astro <laughs> Burner. I said afterburner. I'm sorry. It just didn't uh, didn't didn't, uh, didn't translate very well. Um, but how many how many followers does oh, he have? Twenty grand. Twenty thousand followers. So we have two thousand. Okay. It's okay. Uh, well, almost he was around there. But, that at but one the thing time, is, so. is we just started making a push for this like a year and a half ago. Yeah. yeah we you know so the podcast. Yeah. You know, we'll hey our our we'll listeners of the podcast, people that have you know that have subscribed thank you so much thank you for spreading the word um yeah we've had a handful of people that yeah tell us you know like we're doing a good job and keep doing it and, mm-hmm. and we like to get those kind of reactions well actually more than a handful yeah. i see messages coming across oh, yeah, all the time I mean, yeah. I, I, and i have some friends that tell me 
that listen that I yeah. worked with at the airport. And we and we appreciate it. like we we couldn't really we couldn't do it without you because I mean we talk about airplanes all the time amongst ourselves, but mm-hmm. you know doing this for you guys and 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 doing this um, it it's so much fun and it's awesome to share our passion. Mm-hmm. you know with aviation and aerospace with with everybody and you know i mean we could we could even you know continue to mention some of these followers that you know of sure. course texas afterburner right um tx underscore avgeek yeah yeah uh, you know it's actually not underscore it's just tx avgeek fuck tony is really off today yeah but anyway um jesus yeah <laughs> um uh, ROQ.AYE, he's actually uh, uh, really cool. He's a F-35 crew chief at Hill Air Force Base. Yes. And uh, we've been we've been talking with him, and and um, there you go. That's awesome. Um, at Avia Shane, um, at underscore F-15 underscore S-A, um, at TMBF F, let's see... <laughs> Who's having a rough Dude. game right now? Top, top, top. At TMBF15SA. That's, you know, because mm-hmm. of F15SA, right. sure. the yeah. Saudi Advanced. Right. Um, um, you know, and, and we've got, you know, uh, B O I S P O T T E R, the Boise, Boise Spotter. Spotter. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Spinny Side Up, of course, Hess. Who's that? Uh, I know. Um, T6 Dream Hunter. That's cool. Those yeah. guys are uh-huh. over in France. Oh, uh, wow. With a T6. And yeah. It's really cool. Um, at Dope767 Driver. He's, know yep. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got uh, actually, let's see, he's got like three or four of our mm-hmm. of our shirts now. He's got a brand new Avgeek uh, F15 Strike Eagle shirt. Oh, nice. He's got a 757 and 767 uh, Sunset Edition mm-hmm. um, T-shirts. Um, another one of our followers is cool, you know, at KC135 underscore Boomer. Right. I was yeah. just going to mention Remember him. Remember hanging out But with I figured him. I'd let you do it because I'd probably slaughter his uh, Instagram <laughs> handle. Yeah, that, that's that's a that's a really cool account. Nathan, Nathan was really cool to meet. It yeah. was. Um, just hang out with him. In, uh, yeah, that red flag. Um, another cool guy, at BH underscore World. So I've I I haven't asked him what the BH stands for. I'm still wondering that. <laughs> but, but yeah. But we um, um and then at uh, Owis O H W I S S. Thing that's cool about him is he he goes out and wants a different perspective from anybody else, and his photography really shows it. He's mm-hmm. really cool. He's he's um he's a good guy to talk to. Um he's cool. Um well and and a lot the- of you people that we haven't met before in person hopefully we'll get to meet you guys uh in the upcoming months whether it's at nellis air force base for the for the air show in november or red flag again yep um i'm sure that this year we'll i will make it out to um star wars canyon we'll try and make it out to some of these other higher profile air shows as Mm -hmm. well but um Mm -hmm. um a couple other guys i'll just mention at uh jared harris we all oh we all know jared he's awesome he jared and his prius he he sent (laughs) he sent us a picture recently he he actually went and covered the um the area 51 event and was doing some photography Uh you know 
you know, that Storm Area 51 thing, which was a total dud, which is right. good. That means there's That's not as many stupid people exactly. as I thought yeah. there were. Yeah. Um, but he had our uh, Lehigh 01 F-117 shirt on, which oh, was really cool. That Sent is us so that cool. photo. Um, uh, at Patriot underscore Ops. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome... Um, Thanks awesome for the mix- sticker. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Sticker. Um, and uh, there was actually a T-shirt that he mm-hmm. sent the red... Uh, t-shirt i actually posted it recently um lisa davis mm-hmm. who uh her instagram is different than her twitter right um you know is what a, I, I don't remember i can't remember we can, we can look it up right now but she's always been oh yeah a it's great aerospace, aerospace score nerd one yes yeah yeah so thanks lisa for yeah, uh, the def- shout outs definitely and that's, follows that, that's, definitely that's so cool um and then of course um um uh, this is so funny. I was just going to mention fast mm-hmm. because, you know, we've been conversing right. a little bit here and there and, uh, he's doing great in Alabama and he literally just texted me. Oh, that is the weirdest right shit. Now right done? now. Right oh, now. He just texted crazy. me. No zitchin' Jay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, uh, we're glad that him and his wife, Lauren are doing great uh, in Alabama. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, you know, still love talking, uh, you know, airplanes with him. I'll I'll send him pictures here and there. You know, and and uh, some of our ramp swag. Um, speaking of that, fast. You need to tell us what color uh, of those jogger pants you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been it. talking about all week. <laughs> so anyway, cool. Well, I you know I just wanted to run through some of the, you know, some of the accounts that are. There's a lot more accounts out there, obviously, that are important to us and. These are just some of the current ones right. that we've interacted, you know, interacted recently. Every one of our followers are important to us. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, we, we love the interaction with you guys. Keep it up. We'll keep it up. We'll keep providing you uh, whatever content, excellent content we can, whether it's uh, photographs, videos, um, nostalgic photographs, and, of course, um, uh, the podcast. And uh, keeping you up to date on current uh, aviation aerospace news with Ram Check reports. Yep. Um, we want to keep bringing you that content, and we will. And uh, we just ask you guys to keep supporting us, uh, supporting the podcast, supporting um, our Instagram page, Ram Check Report, and of course, the Ramp Swag Store. We've got a lot of new designs that are going up every single day. Um, and that's uh, hashtag RCG Ramp Swag. Yeah, you can check out the, the the new Av Geek shirt line that we did. It's yes. so cool that has the Av Geek, you know, text right across the chest. You know, it looks like it's in like a like a painted stencil, and then it's got we've got so many different types of aircraft. They're they're the front silhouette view, mm, um, yes. and I mean we've got everything from you know F thirty five, of course. Um, you know, to a Boeing 787, a DC-10, mm-hmm. a C5. I mean, so much stuff. There's, there's, there's so many, there's so many cool different designs and shirts, and and uh, we thank you for those that are purchasing. Those. Yes, and and links to the Ramp Swag store again are on rampcheckreport.com, and uh, also through our main website, which is of course uh, rampcheckglobal.com. So. Um, yeah, once again, thanks again, everybody. And um, Aaron, why don't you let us know where people can find you on social media? Yeah, at 
Aaron Rumfollow. Uh, but of course, follow us at Ramp Check Global through you know Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever. Um, uh, hopefully, we can do something more with YouTube. We're still kind of kicking around that idea. Yep. Um, but yeah, go to rampcheckglobal.com we'll for the Ramp Swag Store. You can also listen to this podcast directly through the website um, and get the links to the different areas that you can listen to it. Um, and then, of course, rampcheckreport.com. Um, it's our new awesome um, everything aviation aerospace news site. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Grayson, for your help with that. And uh, if you want to give Grayson a follow, it's at G Witt. Yeah, he took a bunch of. Uh, is that just G Witt? Yeah, I think it's just G. Or is it G Witt or G Witt One or something like that? G Witt right? One. He Sorry, just, Grayson. They just had a fly-in up there. Was it in Colorado Springs yeah. or something? And yeah, he's been slowly. He's been posting, posting a bunch of good photos good. on there, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I think it's G Witt One actually. So. Yeah, it's. Uh, G Wit One G E E W H A T the number one yep. yeah and he's go posted a, a bunch of good photos yeah go give him a follow so cool. and I know you're probably gonna ask where people can find me next is yep. that correct that's right Tony yes okay all right jeez what's with the freaking hesitation <laughs> God, good man. lord um, I was just hesitating because of the attitude I was getting okay. from my left at uh, at Rome follow me is my personal Instagram account but. Uh, as always, I'd rather have you go follow at RampCheck Global. Go to RampCheckGlobal.com, check out our swag, order some stuff, and uh, enjoy. So what about you, Tony? You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at, at TRumFollow. It's just one at sign, but uh, T-R-U-M-F-A-L-L-O. Um, and, of course, uh, the majority of our awesome content is on the RampCheck Global um, Instagram or uh, Twitter as well and um, gosh that does it well actually I guess I could mention once again make sure you find us on Apple Podcasts subscribe rate the podcast five stars please uh, leave us a few comments um, and uh, share it with your friends give us a follow on Spotify if that's where you get your podcasts as well and uh, don't forget this is our I believe this is our 29th episode we've got a couple of special editions in there so yeah um, coming up on 30 wow right so once you listen to this episode go back from the very beginning mm -hmm. and uh listen all the way through we've got a ton of other uh episodes there's some great content on there some episodes are a little better than others yeah um, yeah in the beginning we kind of sounded like between two ferns but you know <laughs> Give us a it's few okay. episodes to see. Between two friends. But yeah, good. and we're also available on uh, Google Podcasts and uh, SoundCloud. But uh, yeah. check out our other episodes, share it with your friends and families. And um, Ryan, I'll let you send us off. Thanks for being here on this gloomy Sunday. Good day, everyone.